Welcome to the Bible in the News. During the past two weeks, Russia has made a surprise military move into the Middle East, bringing planes, helicopters, tanks, and troops into active service in Syria. This past week, White House Press Secretary John Ernest made the following statement. The United States is concerned by reports uh, that Russia may have deployed uh, additional military personnel and aircraft uh, to Syria, uh, precisely because it's difficult to decipher uh, their intentions. These steps could lead to greater loss of life. They could increase refugee flows and risk confrontation uh, with the counter-ISIL coalition that's operating uh, inside of Syria. CNN reported on Wednesday, September 23rd, that Russia may be preparing to station troops at two news sites in Syria as it continues its rapid military buildup in the conflict-ravaged nation, a research firm says. Jane's analysis said that they observed a substantial increase in Russian combat jets in Latakia, counting four Su-30 SM multi-role combat aircraft and 12 Su-25 ground aircraft, ground attack aircraft, 12 Su-24M attack fighters. That chimes with an assessment provided to CNN by U.S. officials earlier this week that Russia has more than 25 fighter and attack aircraft, 15 helicopters, 9 tanks, and 3 surface-to-air missile systems, and at least 500 personnel on the ground in Syria. End quote. Well, the article points out American figures are sounding the alarm bells against America's lack of decisive action in the region. Retired General David Petraeus, the former commander of U.S. forces in both Iraq and Afghanistan, said on Tuesday that he believed Moscow was trying to shore up the al-Assad regime in order to preserve Russian influence in the Middle East. Russia's recent military escalation in Syria is a further reminder that when the U.S. does not take the initiative, others will fill the vacuum, often in ways that are harmful to our interests, Petraeus said before the Senate Armed Service Committee. End quote. Well, this isn't an insignificant event. As the Hindu newspaper reported on September the 24th, President Vladimir Putin seems to be set for a grand bargain over Syria, going by reports from U.S. officials and satellite images released by various organizations, including private intelligence companies, Russia has sent offensive aircraft, advanced tanks, and hundreds of troops to Syria to defend the regime of President Bashir al-Assad, its ally. The deployment, which represents the largest overseas military presence for Russia since the collapse of the Soviet Union, indicates Moscow is preparing for its first major military offensive outside its neighborhood since Soviet troops withdrew from Afghanistan in 1989. End quote. While commenting on the significance of this move, the article stated, This war is not just one between a ruthless dictator and his opponents. It's a complex geopolitical confrontation in which several countries are involved directly or through proxies. The question is whether the two powerful groups, the West and its Gulf allies, and the Russian-Iran-Syria trio can find common ground on Syria. End quote. Well, it's very interesting that the writer should identify the groups along scriptural designations, defining them as the West and its Gulf allies, which the scriptures indicate as the powers of the king of the south in Daniel, and in Ezekiel 38 verse 13, define them as Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish with all the young lions thereof. 
The other power block described in the article is the Russian-Iran-Syria trio, which is also indicated in Daniel as the king of the north, and in Ezekiel 38, using the New King James Version as, Son of man, set your face against Gog, the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, or Russia, Meshech, which is Moscow, and Tubal, or the Tobolsk region, and prophesy against him. Along with, verse 5, Persia, which is Iran, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Well, the West seems surprised that Russia is all of a sudden bringing its forces into the region. The Huffington Post carried an article on September 9th entitled The Surprising Resurgence of Russia as a Great Power, where it stated, One of the greatest surprises of all has been the sudden rebirth of Russian power under President Vladimir Putin. Putin has re-established himself as a great power, courting authoritarian and often corrupt regimes all over the world. With its strong military capabilities, Eurasian geographical location, capable leadership, conservative nationalism, and recitation of old Cold War relationships, Russia has become a major player in the world. Alone among the major global powers, Russia is on the offensive and willing to intervene to help its allies. End quote. Well, the world has been caught completely by surprise, yet the scriptures warn otherwise, and Bible believers should be well aware that we are heading toward the final conflict that will see Russia's invasion of the Middle East. We read in 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 1 to 4, Of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Well, how big is the threat? Many politicians have been celebrating the demise of the Soviet Union, believing the Cold War adversary was defunct. America has been able to assert its role in the vacuum since 1989. However, America is now pulling back from the region, and Russia is awakening and moving in. It isn't eager Bible prophecy enthusiasts who are sounding the alarm bell. Listen to American Brass. Here's Ashton Carter, American Secretary of Defense. Vladimir Putin's Russia behaves in many respects as, in, in some respects, and in very important respects, as an antagonist. That is new. That is something, therefore, that we need to adjust to and counter. Russia poses uh, existential threat to the United States by virtue simply of the size of the nuclear arsenal that it's had. Mr. Carter is not alone in his assessment. General Joseph Dunford, incoming Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman, stated the following. If you want to talk about a nation that, that could pose an existential threat to the United States, I'd have to point to Russia. And if you look at their behavior, it's nothing short of alarming. Added to this is General Mark Miley, U.S. Army Chief of Staff. I would put Russia right now from a military perspective as the number one threat. The National Post carried an article on September 16, 2015, under the headline, The Russian Bear in Sheep's Clothing, with the subhead, Why We Shouldn't Trust Putin When It Comes to Syria. Even the newspapers can see the mask on the face of the peace-loving Putin, who claims to be fighting terrorism for altruistic and humane reasons. 
Analysts all over the world are scurrying to explain why Russia is moving into the area. The Bible clearly states that it is God who will drill, draw Russia down. We read in Ezekiel 38, verses 4 to 5, I will turn thee back, put hooks in thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth. And all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords, Persia, Ethiopia, Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet. And the motive is partly economic, for we read in verse 12, to take a spoil and to take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited, and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations, which have gotten cattle and goods and dwell in the midst of the land. Well, it's interesting to read the analysis of Russia's current move in light of the scripture. Yaroslav Trofimov, writing for the Washington Post on Thursday, September the 24th, stated, Russia's return to the Middle East with its lightning military deployment to Syria has rekindled memories of the Cold War when Moscow and Washington confronted each other across the region. An opportunistic pursuit of national interest lies at the heart of Russia's Middle Eastern strategy. Atop them is the goal of reviving Russia's economy, dependent on energy exports and hit by the double whammy of cheap oil and Western economic sanctions imposed after last year's invasion of Ukraine. The Soviet Union was an ideological empire locked in a global confrontation with the West. Russia today is not trying to spread its own model of life, in part because there is no such model, said a professor at the Moscow State Institute for International Relations who is close to the Russian leadership. What's happening now, he said, is Russia pragmatically pursuing its interests. For Russia, the fall of oil prices represents an immediate threat to national security, said Pavlov Beyev, a professor at the Peace Research Institute in Oslo and a former Soviet academic. The only thing that can push up the price of oil is the development of the Middle East conflicts. That's why it's in Russia's fundamental interest for the region to remain unstable, end quote. This pragmatic pursuit of its interests is exactly the picture painted by Ezekiel as drawing Russia into the region, gathering its company to take a spoil and a prey. Michael Oren, author of the book Six Days in Jude, made similar observations about the 1967 and 1973 wars. He wrote, The Soviets appeared to want to maintain a low boil in the Middle East, aiming for tension without explosion, for small rather than big trouble. Page 43. We see a similar issue going on today. The other factor that has come out in the news this past week has, is the goal of Russia in guarding its geostrategic interests in the region. Russia is propping up the dictatorship of Bashar al-Assad and supporting Iran in the region. The Huffington Post commented, Alone among the major global powers, Russia is on the offensive and willing to intervene to help its allies. The United States, under President Obama, is staging a semi-withdrawal from the area from key areas of the world. Syrian President Bashar al-Assad owes his survival to $4.5 billion of Russian military as well as Iranian help. Russia played a key role in ensuring a lenient nuclear deal for Iran. Russia is the main weapon supplier to Iran and will build more nuclear power plants like Bashir. End quote. 
Well, this is in perfect harmony with the words of Ezekiel 38 that describe Russia's behavior to its client states at the time of the end, where we read in verse 7, Be thou prepared, and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. We are not witnessing Armageddon taking place in the Middle East, but the setting of the stage as summarized by the prophets. Russia is resurgent as an existential threat to the world peace. America is retreating in measure from the Middle East, creating a power vacuum. Russia is being drawn by economic reasons into the region. Russia is arming and guarding its allies. It may well be that the battle with ISIS will serve as the pretense for a Russian presence. The coming battle may bring a greater degree of peace and security to the region, setting the stage for the evil thought that Russia will have and its invasion of Israel. The power blocks are being assembled in the Middle East according to the words of the prophets penned many years ago. And as Russia prepares itself, we need to prepare ourselves for the stealthy advent of the coming of the Lord which will catch the world by surprise, but should not come upon us as a thief in the night. We continue to watch The Bible in the News.